Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to MTS Center, where the New Jersey Devils have just defeated the Winnipeg Jets by a 2-1 margin. I'm the host of the Illegal Curve Hockey Show and the Illegal Curve Podcast, Drew Mindell, joined in the press box by my colleague Richard Pollock and Michael Remus. Richard, a uh, hard-fought game for the Jets. They had a one nothing lead going into the third period. They couldn't make it stand up, and really... You know, after it's all all said and done tonight, I really do think the better team escaped with the two points. They did, Drew. This is not uh, the Jets' finest moment by any means. Uh, they had 18 even-strength shots tonight. I don't think they carried much of the play at all. Um, they were poor with respect to chances. They didn't really carry the play at all. A couple shifts here and there. But uh, I don't think any player really stood out as being impressive tonight, mm-hmm. aside from Andre Pavlik. Yeah, well, he was the one who key kept them yeah. in the game for the first 40 minutes, absolutely. And uh, it's, it's, you know, what I said earlier to um, Chris about the uh, boss at uh, TSN 1290 is, these are the game, the game like this is a game they would have won in December and they lost today. Yeah. And I'm not so sure it's that they've played that much different, uh, that differently. A little bit. But they were winning games in December that they probably shouldn't have won. And what's happening now is they're coming back to earth a bit. Um, their lack of sustained offense is the biggest thing right now. And, of course, they miss Bogosian. And, of course, they miss Bufflin. Right. And, of course, they lose Wheeler today Yeah. in the, in the middle of the game. We'll talk about that soon. And, and that hurt as well. And don't, don't get me wrong. The, the bat, lack of defense, especially Bufflin, you know, they create off. Both of those guys, you know, good defense creates offense. That's so right. Just because you're missing defenseman doesn't mean that it's not hurting your offensive game. Especially, I mean, then that's really what Bufflin brings to the table more than anything. True. Is his, the offensive prowess that he holds. And True. I mean, it's noticeable back there on the back end. There's, you know, the, the, the starting six or the six Jets defensemen are doing the best they can back there, but they just don't have the offensive touch. I mean, they're, they're being so thrust too. into roles that they're really yeah. not suited for. Yeah, to a point. I mean, Estrom's a good puck mover. Yeah. Hankty's not a bad puck mover. Odia's not a terrible puck mover. I mean, he makes bad decisions, but it's not like, it's not like he ha- doesn't have puck skills. And so, I mean, you're talking about guys. I mean, Randy Jones and Mark Stewart don't really have much in terms of puck skills. Mark Flood can move the puck a bit. Well, Mark well, Flood was on the ice at the end of the game was, for the last well. I mean, uh, minute or so. But, you know, Drew, and it's, we're going to come down to go over the goals and, and see what happened there, but the Jets can't sustain offense. No. And, I, and uh, it's, it was every line tonight. Not, no lines worked. Every combination he put together didn't work. And, and, you know, is it indicative of a lack of talent? Sure. Is it indicative of a lack of chemistry? Maybe. Indicative of a lack of effort? I'm not so sure it's a lack of effort, but it wasn't their best effort tonight. No, I mean, they're not going 110%, uh, you know, the euphemism, of course. They're not going, they're all not running at that level, but you don't expect that they're all going to because that's, you know, that's uh, fool's gold to believe in that. Yeah. But. You know, there's just there's some players who are just seem a little bit lacking on the effort side of things. Um, uh, you know, and I'm speaking specifically about Kyle Wellwood, and we've talked about Kyle Wellwood ad well, nauseum. It's not just him. Right? It was but, not just him. But, he, but, but he's he was very poor tonight. And uh, if he's on your second line, and I mean, I, I just don't get it. It's true. I mean, he's not. Too, you know, did he have any significant? No, today was his worst, today was probably the worst game I've seen him play in a while. Um, you know, and one of the things that bothers me, I know he's not good on the boards, and. You know, you talk about Blake Wheeler and, you know, I wish he'd do this and I wish he'd do that. But he is what he is. But Kyle Wellwood, it's more so to me, it's an effort thing. Like when you're, in, you're on the boards and you're in, up against a particular moment in the game, it was up in the corner against Matthias Tedemby. Yeah. A smaller, uh, you know, a smaller winger on the on the, the Devils' third line. You can't, I mean, I know he doesn't like to go in the corners, but he bails out with no apparent effort to yeah. even get the puck. He lets Tedemby walk right out. It's it, it just, I mean, you know, it's... You see it's not coming. like going up against... It's not like you're going up against uh, David Clarkson in there. Okay, you have no, you have no chance. Just give a little bit of effort. And and he's being figured out in terms of his lack, you know, his his, his lack of 
offensive scoring punch, and then their te- lines are figuring him out. And the other problem is, we talked about it before, you see Ladd, Andropov, and, we, and Wellwood together. They can't, and I know Ladd scored, and we'll yeah. talk about that later, but they can't, and there's no speed there in that line. So nothing opens up, and unless you're, you know, you're passing through seams and, and, and the defense isn't, is making mistakes, which the Devils weren't doing tonight, and for the most part, they're very good in their own zone, it's, it's difficult to, to create chances, and the Jets couldn't create chances tonight. And we're getting to a point here where, you know, uh, we said this morning on the on our regular radio show, if the Jets, you know, the Jets have to probably win three out of five. So there's one right there. One so loss. you got to exactly. win three out of four here. And you're going to have to win the two of those on the road. Two I of those, mean, and, that, and the second one is back-to-back. That's right, which is which they haven't won all year. You so have to win, you you have to win today's not, game. Uh, you know, you have the Devils here. They've been here for a couple of days. I know they've been rested, but they're, not, they're on a road trip. They didn't come out, I mean, and it's not like New Jersey came out like nope. a, a house nope. on fire or anything. They were, you know, they, they probably, the Jets, I thought, you know, came out with more energy than New Jersey yeah. did. The crowd came out with more energy, definitely, than Thursday against San Jose. And, I mean, the Jets were able to capitalize, you know, late in the first period at the 1831 mark. Andrew Ladd came in on the left wing, just a really simple wrist shot that Marty Bruder just whiffed on it. It was right. a, it, exactly what it was. And, and if and so in, you know and the, and the Jets had a one nothing lead and the assist went to Johnny Oduya. But if Marty makes that save, and Marty should make that save ninety eight out of a hundred times because mm-hmm. um, there was no traffic. I mean, yeah. old Marty at least makes it ninety eight yeah. out of a hundred yeah. times. I don't know about this Marty. And, and, we, and if you watch a lot of the Jets games and we've watched a lot of the Jets games, Andrew Ladd comes up on the left side and has that flick wrist shot. Yeah. probably three times a game. Yeah, and so that shot he's probably taken this year probably at least. I don't know, forty times, and it's been, and it's been stopped. It's, it's, hand, it's, it's, it's been handled stopped probably thirty-seven easily. times. Yeah, it should be, so. and it should be handled pretty easily. Yeah. And Marty whiffs on it. The Jets get a one-nothing lead after twenty minutes. And if it wasn't for that, really, you know, I'm going to call it an error on Marty Bruder's part. The Jets again are again shut out for the second straight time. Because I mean, you you yeah. keep track of five on five scoring chances, and I mean, how many do you have here for the Jets down on paper? You know, maybe four throughout the entire game. Four chances. Four. I mean, and it, when you're getting four well, yeah. scoring chances yeah. in a five on five on five opportunities, yeah. it, it's just just not enough for for NHL caliber. It's no, just it's not, not enough. true. And I promise you. I mean, they had, they had one they had one scoring chance from 15:36 in the first period and, until the third period. And if you can't get a, a scoring chance from basically uh, the, the beginning of the first period until the third period, and there wasn't wrong. a ton of penalties today. Something's wrong. Yeah. And when you and you know you're getting. It just it's it's it, they they don't sustain any pressure, and if they've ever sustained pressure. I mean, they're not they're not completing, they're not getting shots on net, they're not they're not making the passes they need to. They're pressuring on the on the outside, and nothing's coming of it. Yeah, and I mean the Jets lost Blake Wheeler in the I believe that was early in the sort of second period. They lost Blake Wheeler. Yes. Yeah. Took yeah. a slap shot right into the throat. Off a, off a. It looked bad. Here's the core, I believe, with the one timer. Yeah. Off the face off. Face off. Yeah. yeah. Clean face off win for New Jersey, and yeah. there weren't many of them. That I mean, Devils won thirty percent of the draws. The Jets dominated in the face off circle. Yeah, Brian Little and Jim Slater were very good tonight, and yeah. of course we should mention as well that they're generally good, but the Devils missing their first two centers. Exactly. So they have got they have guys playing center taking draws who aren't normally used to it. Slap shot right into the Wheeler's throat immediately. Might be used to, but aren't very good at it. Yeah. Fine. Right. Zuberson and Ellis are taking draws. Over their career, but, but they're not. They're not. I mean, there's a reason why they're not. You know, taking uh, faceoffs all yeah all day all game long. Uh, Wheeler takes the puck in the throat. He goes to the bench. And he, it looks like he's in distress. Uh, sure. Didn't return for the rest of the game. We don't have a status update on him just yet. But I mean, so boom, immediately your top line. Which and they thought they had some speed and some chemistry back early in the game. Yeah. You know, they they look like the you know the the Kane Little Wheeler line that we've seen in December. Boom! It's I mean, Wheeler had the, up. Wheeler had that. Arguably the Jets' best chance of the game, streaking down his opposite wing on the left side, yeah, cutting, cutting out on Marty Berdur. Yeah, 
So I mean, yeah, I, 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 that's a good point, Drew. Yeah. So the Jets are immediately without uh, or without Blake Wheeler, and things get shuffled around again as usual. Um, Jets they still managed to hold that lead uh, through forty minutes. Yeah, and you know what, Drew? Uh, they got uh, Pavlik played really well, and this team again. I mean, they, they, yeah, sure they did, and well, they played play New Jersey okay. They didn't play the Jets didn't play a poor defensive game really by any means, but. They just can't sustain offense. And they have yeah. too many passengers, Drew. And that, that's not just Kyle Wellwood. That's Eric Fair. And that's Brian Little tonight. And he was a passenger yeah, tonight. Brian Little had a bad game. He didn't but have he, his best he, game of the passenger year. passenger tonight, Drew. Yeah, but tonight. Eric Fair's been a passenger since he started. Yeah, and Kyle Wellwood's been a passenger for the last three weeks. Yep. So I Natural mean, Problem, I thought, played one of his best games of the year. Uh, recently, excuse me. Um, I suspect he's playing hurt. That's just my that's my impression. I thought Bermistrov played it better than he did last game, but he has a long way to go right now too. Yeah, I mean Bermistrov needs to regain some confidence, and I, I mean, and he's just yeah. he's you know he was better with the puck, and he had some decent moves and everything else. And I mean, uh, and, and he looked like he had a bit more jump than the last game, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, something it's just not that lad Antropov Wellwood line just isn't working, and they continue to go back to it. it. Yeah, they do go back to it, and, and you have to wonder why. Though you have to also wonder if there's better options at this point. I, I, I do agree that needs to be broken up, though. Yeah. Devils have finally got on the score on the scoreboard uh, with at the 9.45 mark of the third period uh, off a face-off win by Dania Zubras, a set play. Curtis Foster with the uh, sort of a wrist snapshot over Andre Pavlik's uh, uh, glove hand. Yep. Top corner. Nice shot. Yeah, nice play. 1-1. One, one. Well, what happens on that play, Drew, is this. Devils, and they have, you know, for the, for the entirety of the season... Under Pete DeBoer, what they do in the offensive zone on the right. So just picture it if you're if you're listening at home. Picture it. the devil the jet the devils are taking a draw on the right um, corner of the offensive zone. Yeah. And what they do with the, with the Kovalchuk line and Kovalchuk played by the way just under 28 minutes tonight. Ride so, your horses. So if you're a fan of the of hockey, we'll, we'll, you get to see beauty. We'll talk about and we'll talk about the minutes played on ice because uh, I mean it's okay. worth noting so, how the the devil strategy versus the uh, jet strategy. So you have Zubris take the draw and how they set up is this: Zubris is in the faceoff shot. Curtis Foster is actually on the right hash marks, like right beside him as if he's the right winger. Right. Kovalchuk is at the top of the circle, standing right behind Zubris, or a little bit to his left for a one-timer. Parise is on the left side, and then I, I don't remember who is uh, Foster scored, so Volchenkov would have been at the top of the blue line, okay? Yeah. So that's what you have on the ice. What, Generally speaking, what they're trying to do there is they're trying to get Kovalchuk for the one-timer. A straight, right. a straight win back a to a man. back and a, for a one-timer. Right. Parise goes to that. Parise is very good around the net. So either a tip or a rebound or things like that. What happened here is the puck kind of pops out. Foster jumps in to take it, right? Now, what that does is it's a little bit risky for the Devils because the puck gets pushed up quickly. The defense one's kind of caught deep, even though he's, he plays a little bit off the hash marks, okay? What happened was Foster comes in and gets the puck. Now, Foster is a right defenseman. Sure. And that's Tanner Glass's guy. But if you're any other in, in any, in any um, format, generally speaking for teams... Both wingers are on the right side and right in front of the goalie because they line up their defensemen alongside uh, the hash marks. Right. Okay, on the left hash marks if you're facing it, it, the other way. Exactly where the left winger would be playing. Right, so the left wing. So what, happen, what happens is Foster comes in from the circle. Tanner Glass has to come around to get him, and he comes around. He kind of missed him. It was a blown assignment. Tanner Glass uh, blew that goal. Yeah. And, and, and Foster comes right in. He has a point-blank shot. And you can say what you want about Curtis Foster. He's not very fast, but he's got it. No, he's got a good shot. He's got a good slap shot. He's got a good wrist shot. Took advantage. One one, and that was obviously the turning point of the game. Exactly. I mean, and, and the Jets had been at that point in time. The Jets had been holding on for dear life for at least the last probably, uh, yes. fifteen minutes yeah. at that point. Yeah. And uh, you know, you, you knew that if the Devils were going to get one, you thought they'd get more than one. 
Right, exactly, Drew. You know, yeah, I, if you're a Jets fan, you were concerned after that goal. That's right. Is you know just something is you know is that is that going to be the the goal that you know breaks down the wall and the floodgates open? Right. The floodgates didn't open, but they opened enough for the That's Devils right. to take a to, to win the game. Uh, just about uh, just over just under three minutes later. Uh, just a tremendous play and a tremendous goal by Patrick Eliash. He scores the goal. It was his uh, knowledge of how the game of hockey works and his wherewithal on the ice that le- that leads to that goal entirely. Absolutely. So you have is you have Peter Sikora in the left corner. Yeah, and he makes a pass out to Eliash in the slot. Eliash, a little bit higher slot. And Eliash has a vision of I could shoot, but there's a guy kind of on me. I think I'm going to let this pass. I see. I, I know Adam Larson's behind me. Yeah. I'm going to let it go through my legs like Mario Lemieux in the 2002 Olympics. That's right. That's what goes through his legs. And now Adam Larson gets Our, the puck on the right blue line. Right point, exactly. Yeah, right point. Eliash doesn't stand around, which I just do a lot. Doesn't stand around. Eliash from the high slot curls up. And goes to the net. So he's almost at the the top right corner of the of the blue paint, just above it. Yeah. Yeah. And he curls up. And Adam Larson. And I was saying, I was saying just before we started this, a lot of defensemen in the NHL put their head down and shoot as hard as they can. Adam Larson, with the awareness, sees that Eliash has curled to the net, gives a hard slap pass to Eliash, right cutting to the cutting it right to the net. The hard slap pass kind of through traffic to Eliash. Eliash puck top corner. Game over. Yeah, just puts a stick. Just has a stick on the ice and deflects it in. It's it, just a beautiful, beautiful play. Goal. Beautiful exactly. vision. Beautiful vision by everybody involved. Because Sakura sees Eliash. Eliash knows Larson's behind him. Knows to move to the net. Larson gets doesn't shoot as hard as he can. Gets the puck. Puts it to Eliash. Boom. That's beauty. And I know you're a Jets fan. You don't like to see it. But that's beautiful hockey. Yeah. And, and the truth is most fans might not have been able to see it. I mean, we have the, the beauty of being the vantage point up here yes, and, and able to see it. And you can see, I mean, it's not, you know, some people, oh, it went through his legs by accident. It didn't. No, he deliberately no, let no, it no, through no, his no, legs. No. He knew was, yeah. he knew, he's, he's been around the game for long enough that he knows exactly where everybody's supposed to be. It works out perfectly. Brian Little gets caught, uh, wa- you know, sort of watching Eliash, not yes. following yes. him. Yes. Um, Eliash curls around. He's wide open. It's, As- Brian, it's Brian Little's guy. Again, yeah. sort of. Not to pick on Brian Little because you know he's been good for the most part this year. Yeah. Again, you know, not a, not his best night. Two one game. Uh, you know, Jets pressed. You know, the usual. They had, they controlled the the play in New Jersey zone for the last minute with the empty net. Got close on a couple of chances, but weren't able to put it in the net. Uh, Jets end up losing two one tonight. Yeah, I mean that was a, that was a, that was a furious last minute, and they created many chances, Drew, but they just weren't able to to bury it. And I, you know, I think one thing about Marty Berdur's game that goes relatively unnoticed and I think we've taken for granted over the years is you know he, he lets in his fair share of bad goals and, and over t- and in the past couple of years he has you know starting kind of with that Carolina series and the late two goals in game seven against uh, Eric Stahl there on the wing yeah. but one thing to take into account is that not a lot of bad rebounds from Marty today nope everything all the rebounds were out to the corners yeah, or just he's covered up and exactly I was going to say the puck's directed into the corner and it's all on purpose yeah. and so he makes it look easy to a point, and I think that gets you know you know sometimes it's it's interesting. I'm thinking about it now, you know, when you got a goalie who's always giving up rebounds, he's going to face more shots, sure, you know, and maybe the close in shots more dangerous, not like whatever it may be. Marty has faced you know few shots over the years, yeah, but I would say, and, and that's obviously the devil's system, but it's also Marty. Not giving out as many rebounds and kicking that puck into the corner. Right. That limits your own shots against. You limit your shots against, you increase your chances of winning. Well, you know what? Marty gives up that, that bad goal in the, at the end of the first yeah. period. And That's against why he's the, great. That's oh, why he's great, because it didn't bother him. Well, not, you know, not so much that it didn't bother him, because it didn't. But the Jets didn't put any pressure on it. They didn't make it bother them. Also true. You play against a different team. Uh, you play against a different team with, that has more offensive firepower on the ice. 
maybe they get another good scoring chance, and then maybe Mar- then maybe bad Marty shows up. And the and the argument also is, of course, the Jets don't put the puck in. It. Lad doesn't score from there often, but he puts the puck on net, and and, and Berder has had problems with goals like that. If you don't shoot, you don't score. Yeah, and I mean the, the when Jets you get, you, when you get eighteen even string shots, and when they have six on the. They had uh, 23 shots in the entire game. It took them until the uh, until yeah. the, almost the halfway point of the game to get into double digits in shots. So you, I mean, you're, to, to halfway through, half through, halfway through the second period, oh, yeah, they yeah, only yeah, had nine yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah. So they took their tenth shot, and I mean, you know, I mean, Andrews had more shots than that. We haven't even got out tonight. exactly, and uh, he smuggled in his own bottle, which is just troubling. Um, you know, you look at the time on ice. You mentioned Ilya Kovalchuk. Oh yeah, Ilya Kovalchuk is a horse. He plays 27 minutes and 55 seconds. I haven't seen this year, Drew, though. But the Devils top four ice. Uh, ice time uh, leaders? Forwards. All forwards. Which is really unheard of in the NHL nowadays. For the most part, you expect it to be the defenseman. You look at it the speaks Devils. to their reliance on their top line. Yeah. It speaks also they, their depth on defense, but also their maybe lack of that star power. They play their, their six guys and they play them. I mean, they don't. Kovalchuk, 27 55. Parise, 24 04. Zubris, 22 29. Uh, you know, the Eliash, 21 17. And you look at their defenseman, Drew. Yeah. Not one guy plays over 21, uh, 21. Not, guy, not one guy plays over 21 minutes and, thir- and 3 seconds. Yeah. But not one guy plays below 17 minutes and 44 seconds. They're cycling, they're putting six. They're, they got their defense moving through mm-hmm. the whole thing. I mean, then you look at Evander Kane, and Evander Kane's the best one to peg Jet. There's yep. no doubt about that. You look down at him, he's only played, uh, he's only played 19 and a half minutes in this yep. game. It's not enough. It's no, not no, enough. I mean, it wasn't his best game today. And then, but, yeah, but, he was, but Nick Antropov, 1945, Antropov played okay. But you got to put more, I mean, you know, no. that fourth line. I see, no, it's they, don't have, they don't have that offensive depth to not ride their horses a bit more. That's right. Why aren't you riding? That's what the question really I was going to ask is why aren't they riding? It's obviously a coaching decision, and it's you know, uh, you know, easy for us to criticize the coaching strategies, but ride your horses. That's why they're your horses. I, I think you're on something there in yeah. terms of giving these guys a little more time and let them see what they can do. Exactly. I mean, let Evander, let, make the minutes for the devil's defensemen be harder minutes. Minutes sure. against Eric Fair and minutes yep. against uh, you know uh, Kyle Wellwood and, and minutes and I'm picking on Wellwood, but that's okay. Minutes against the fourth line tend to be easy minutes. True, because I mean you you know, and when you have the Devils here, obviously when you play your top line a lot, you know, a guy like Eric Bolton plays six minutes tonight, right? Yeah. Um, and a guy like Cam Jansen plays two. With the Jets, their fewest amount of t- ice time anybody played in the team was uh, well, it's nine fifteen for Wheeler, but that's that's because he left the so game. It's, so it's Eric Fair at nine twenty two, meaning their fourth line played over ten minutes. Yeah. Right, so if you think about it that way, you have one team. I mean, the question is: Is the Jets' fourth line that much better than Eric Bolton? And maybe in that situation, it's it, it, you know it presents it presents interesting um, situation because the team that they're playing against isn't that isn't deep either. So there's a little bit top heavy, kind of like the Jets are. Yeah, so maybe something to consider. Learn from your peers. Play them. Yeah. I mean, you know, this isn't communist Russia where everything has to be equal. You play your best players. Uh, the Ukraine best is possible. not weak, though. No, I know. Just pay, play your best players. Put Kane out there in every situation. You play to win the game. Well, yes, and other such uh, Remus, you know, right? euphemisms. Uh, face-off thought, Jets were very good. We mentioned 70%. Oh, yeah, yep. um, you know, uh, let's, leading the team was uh, Jim Slater, 76%. Uh, he won. Uh, he won 16 out of his 21 draws. And, and, and say, we we haven't said this, but but say this about that checking performance. Yeah, the Slater Mietnin glass line did a pretty good job. I thought of shutting down Kovalchuk and Prize. I thought so. I and mean, they were matched up the most part. And Enstrom and uh, who's Enstrom's partner tonight? I'm drawing a blank. Enstrom was Wayne Hainsy today. And they played. I thought they played overall yeah. against that top line very well. Look, the Jets are the GST struggling. line hasn't been their issue. No, it's but that, but that line also should be a fourth line on a team, like not, not a third, not a third line. line yeah. Agreed. The Jets 
are struggling. They need to get healthy on the back end. They need either Bufflin or Bogosian back, and they need them back soon. I don't think yeah. they're coming back that soon. So I mean, Bogosian seems day to day. Bufflin seems a little longer. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. Did he? I don't know. What we'll to, the opening. We'll have to see if he skate the skate today. Did he take the skate? They said right. I don't know for sure, but uh, I think one thing we should bring up is this is an, yet another game where the Jets go into the third period with a chance to win. And well, normally they're it. very good holding a lead after 40 minutes. They've been very good holding a lead after 40 minutes. Today, I mean, well, and Boston, yeah, after against Boston too, they were they had the lead after 40 minutes. Uh, I think it's like every game was uh, Toronto or Montreal weren't they in those games and then just well, gave them away? I'm sure somebody, that, somebody tweeted their record after with the lead going to the third was something like 16 and one. And it, it was pretty it was. good, yeah. but again, we'll the Chris lack of offense sense. eventually is going to bite you. In the, it's going to bite you in the behind because yeah. you know. They're not ta- they're not being taken as a, as a as a threat offensively, and they shouldn't the, the be. Problem is the problem is true. As, as a Jets fan, you look at this game, you go, "Oh, you can't say we got unlucky, we didn't win." No, you, you say we got outplayed and we lost. Yeah, and when you're a fan, that's a lot harder to take. And the truth is, it could have been very easily been three one, or the Jets oh, even couldn't that, yeah. even have that fury oh, yeah. at the end of the game. Uh, Patrick Elliott was awarded penalty a penalty shot, shot yeah. on a bad call by bad the official. Call. That was bad call. Ron Hainsey had a good defensive play to yeah, break that up. Was I thought call. it was a hold. Oh Did no, I thought he. I thought maybe on the left side a little, maybe a little bit left. Side, but I, I did not think that was a penalty shot worthy. But okay. we, as we as we as we tweeted, yeah. it's better for the Jets for it to be a penalty right. shot because if they get down a man, the game's over. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. if they penalty shot and they save it, which Pavlik did, you a get minute, a chance. There was a and minute, they had a good chance to score at the end. There was a minute forty-five left in the game when that penalty was, uh, it was beneficial. Was? So I didn't have yeah, a minute thirty, a minute thirty-five in that yeah. game. So instead of the Jets exactly being down uh, shorthanded trying to score the equalizer, they get. They take the penalty shot. Pavlik makes the save, and they have a chance yeah. to to win the game yeah. or tie or tie the game there at the end. I was actually shocked Pavlich made the save. He hasn't been good on penalty shots yeah. or shootouts, and he seemed to take a different approach. He came well, out really far, and then went with the poke check, poke which I like. I like when goalies do that. But I also have to point out, like well, I think what happens, they take a timeout. Maybe he thinks about it too much, but also they're probably saying they're glove, telling him glove, glove side. Glove side. Everybody knows glove I, side. As a as a hockey player, I'm not so sure I like that. I mean, you want to know the weakness, but Elias is a deacon. Likes to go backhand, so I wonder if he kind of and and, and the shot. If you watch the replay, Pavlik pokes, but he makes a save. The save's on his shoulder, and he's down. Meaning, Elias shouldn't actually get the puck up. Right. And obviously, the pokes a factor there, but he's not a shooter so much as he's a deeker. And sometimes, I thought you put him in out of his comfort zone. Sometimes, exactly. Sometimes yeah. you give a guy too much information That's right. and TMI. Exactly. TMI. Well, I also thought you know he's on a breakaway. He's skating hard. Maybe he gave him a chance to catch his breath too. Yeah, also fine. True. I mean, they might have been yeah, at the end of the shift. I don't mind that. Break, yeah. break, break but, away. I mean, you, you tell they me They went that. in so slow anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Can they, but no, can it's fair point. Jets next in action Monday in Ottawa. They play Monday in Ottawa. They play Tuesday back in New Jersey. Back-to-back games. Um, really. Got to win one. If you don't win one, it's, win all, one. it's almost time to. If you would lose both, yeah, you might be talking about draft picks. Yeah, you might be changing the tone in the conversation. Tickets yeah. might be a lot more easily come by. True, Drew. Exactly what it boils down to. Uh, stay tuned to illegalcurve.com uh, for some more post game audio. Dave and Ezra were down in the dressing room. You can follow us on Twitter at illegalcurve. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash illegalcurve. For Richard Pollock and for Michael Remus, I'm Drew Mandel. Thanks for listening, and we'll see. We're back, uh, I guess, uh, next Saturday, of course, with the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. And next Thursday, I'm not sure if there's going to be a post game podcast, but we'll see. Anyways, stay oh. tuned to illegalcurve.com for the latest in Winnipeg Jets news.